When a Kiev-bound flight crashed outside of Tehran, killing everyone on board, many feared escalating conflict between Iran and the U.S. played a role. The crash, which took the lives of 63 Canadians, came just hours after Iran launched missiles at U.S. positions in neighboring Iraq, which in itself was a retaliation for the American assassination of an Iranian military leader. I'm Dave Breckenridge, and this is 10-3. We talk with the Edmonton Journal's Dylan Short about the horrifying theory behind what brought the plane down, what Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau has said about the investigation, and we take some time to explore the lives of some of the victims here in Canada. Don't forget, you can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your audio. We'd also love it if you could leave us a rating, a review, and tell your friends about us. We have intelligence from multiple sources, including our allies and our own intelligence. The evidence indicates that the plane was shot down by an Iranian surface-to-air missile. This may well have been unintentional. This new information reinforces the need for a thorough investigation. So Dylan, on Thursday, the worst fears of many with regard to the fate of flight PS752 were confirmed. What did Prime Minister Justin Trudeau say likely happened to the plane? In Ottawa today, he he said that it was most likely a surface-to-air missile had hit the plane. What was he basing that on? He had said that they had received multiple sources, which included their own intelligence and word from allies. He didn't say who those allies were, but said that they had gotten multiple sources of information that that is what had happened. He, he was asked about that in questions of what that information may have been, and he had declined to comment further. Now, this follows American media reports, also uh, reports from American military intelligence earlier on Thursday, uh, saying pretty much the same thing. Um, Did Trudeau say, or is any of the intelligence saying whether it's known if this was an intentional attack on the airplane or if it was um, a misfire or an accidental hit? I mean, this, this comes just after... Iran launched a number of missiles um, into Iraq uh, and attacking American positions in that country. Is there any indication that this was on purpose or this was um, just a mistaken uh, provocation? Yeah, so Trudeau was kind of vague about that. He said that it may have been accidental and they were still working to confirm what had happened. He reiterated many times that he wanted a thorough investigation before he could comment further. But yeah, he said that it may have been mistaken or accidental, which is also what a lot of American media had been reporting as well. All right. Now, how does this square up with what Iranian authorities were saying uh, about what had happened to this uh, Ukraine airline plane? Well, to be frank, it, it doesn't line up at all with what they were saying. They, they were touting the line that this was most likely a mechanical failure, an engine failure of some sort. They had even, once uh, the American officials had, had so, or officials in media had said that this may have been a missile strike, they had even doubled down and said, no, the pilots were trying to return to the airport, and, and how can that be if they were hit by a missile? So they were really saying that it it was some sort of mechanical failure on the plane's part. 
Now, you'd mentioned that Justin Trudeau would talk briefly in his comments on Thursday about the investigation into uh, the downing of this plane, um, whether intentional or accidental. What did he say with regard to the investigation? Well, he he reiterated and he, and he had said pretty quickly after we were getting reports of the plane crash that he wanted a thorough and fair and just investigation into what had happened. He restated that line over and over and over again on Thursday, speaking to media once again. Um, he said that he believes that there is acceptance that Canadians will be involved in the investigation now, whether that's directly or through their partners. He wasn't able to confirm really one way or the other, but he said that the Iranians have shown that they are open to having them involved. So that's the Canadians will help out with or be involved in some way in the investigation. I assume the airline will be involved in the investigation, but the Americans aren't going to be allowed to be a part of the investigation, nor will Boeing, the maker of the plane, be in part of the investigation. Is that correct? There have been some reports, just as I was coming in to, to sit down and speak with you, that there is still a, a chance that Americans will be involved. Now, regularly under you know UN rules and, and regulations, the makers of a plane, when there's a crash, are involved. We'll still see if Boeing will be allowed. But we do know that Ukraine, uh, Ukrainian investigators, sorry, will be involved. They will be looking at the black box. That's the box that relays information from before the plane went down. It, it sounds like that won't be leaving Iran, but Ukrainian investigators will be able to see it. Also, France has a claim to be involved since I believe it was the engine was made in France. Okay. And looking at the plane and and the crash itself, kind of... I, I know that some of these details have been around for the last couple of days, but just kind of run us through what happened to the plane. Where was it taking off from? How far had it gotten uh, before it came down? Yeah, so just starting from the beginning, I, it was it was a Ukrainian Airlines International flight leaving from the Tehran International Airport. It was traveling to Kiev, the capital of, of Ukraine. It sounded like takeoff and everything was was regular. No one on board would have had any idea that anything was wrong. And and then all of a sudden, the the plane dropped off from radars, and, and the signal was no longer, you know, being broadcast any longer. It, it dropped off satellite sites. So s earlier, before this this missile news came out. All the news was that just something unusual had happened. It got to about 8,000 feet in the air, mm -hmm. and then something unusual happened. And how many people were on board? There were 176 people. That's 167 passengers and nine crew members. And and the reports are there were 63 Canadians on the flight. Of those, um, you've been looking into some of the stories out of Edmonton, obviously. How many Edmontonians are believed to have been on the flight? Absolutely, yeah. So initial reports from, from members of the Edmontonian Iranian community, the, the number originally was, was 30. I've been told today by some of those same members that it, it's most likely now 27. Now, Post-media reporters here in Edmonton have been able to confirm, I believe 14 was the latest number of names and, mm -hmm. and photos and stories, many of them being students and professors at the University of Alberta. Yeah, of those 14 names, I think there's something like confirmation of 10 
or so of people who are uh, employed by students of or alumni of the University of Alberta. What have we sorted out about, um, I guess, ties between Iranian academics and the University of Alberta and what that relationship is like? Yeah, so I, I spoke once again, I spoke with uh, Reza Akbar, who is the president of the Edmonton, or sorry, the Iranian Heritage Society of Edmonton. And he said that the University of Alberta is, is a very heavily research-based university. You know, some are, are class-based, some are research-based. Alberta has, especially in engineering, which a lot of the these people on the flight were, were a part of, has a lot of research-based programs. So a lot of them were were post-grad students, PhD students, master's students, and, and actually we're finding that a lot of them came from from one university in Tehran in particular, and that was the Sharif University uh, uh, in in that city. And, and it sounds like there may have at one point been an official agreement between the two schools, but obviously there's, there's no diplomatic relationships between the two countries now. Mm-hmm. So it, it was unofficial, just good reputations between two schools is what I'm hearing. Okay. And what can you tell me about the victims that we've confirmed are from Edmonton. You, you mentioned some were employed by the university. What what about those individuals? There, there's two right now that, and they were actually two of the first of any of the Canadians that that were confirmed. Two professors at the University of Alberta, both in the engineering department, and that's uh, Moggan Deneshmand and Pedram Musavi. I apologize if if that's not the proper pronunciations, but they were on board with their two two young daughters, uh, Daria Musavi and Darina Musavi, who are 14 and 19 years of age. Uh, it, from all accounts we've heard from, from people that worked for them, we've heard from friends of the family that they were just an absolutely loving family. Their, one of their daughters played soccer and, and loved the sport of soccer. She had actually just recently signed up to, to join an, an Iranian team here in Edmonton for the summer. She had just played her first indoor summer as far as reports have told. And yeah, just a, a loving family of four that un- unfortunately is no longer with us. And I I understand that there was also a wedding party from Edmonton, a couple who had just gotten married days before the crash uh, who were on the plane. Yeah. And, and they were Arash, Puzarabi and Pune Gorgi. So that tells you just how short of a time they had together they they were still signed up for the flight under you know separate last names they had gotten married on january 1st and, and there's been reports that that you know some of their wedding party was also on the plane with them that that may be a factor into why there were so many young people on this plane aside from you know coming back from from winter break but we've heard the word soulmates life partners they were from all accounts enthralled with each other madly in love and and they were just getting ready to to spend a life together after a week and a day of of marriage Mm -hmm. and what have we learned about the other edmontonians that we've identified yeah so if you will i'll I'll just run off some of the names that we've got here nasim ramanifar amir hussein sadiniya elnaz nabiyi muhammad madi el yassi uh, those were all students, most of them master students, some of them PhD students um, a- across the spectrum, postgraduate advisors uh, within engineering, computer science, and and business programs, the majority of them. They, 
they were all, you know, Iranian, of course, uh, and most of them, from what we've heard of the ones that we've, we, we know, have, were visiting families, some of them returning back to Iran from the first time since they left. We've also got a mother and her two daughters, and the two daughters were also U of A students. Hmm. Uh, I heard both of them were in medical-related fields. One of them wanted to become a, a med student. She wasn't at in medical school at U of A, but in some sort of pre-med program, mm-hmm. and that was Sarah and Saba Sadat and their mother, Shakufe Chupanajad, and she was actually a, a doctor and a gynecologist um, at, at a clinic here in Edmonton. We've heard that she was incredibly generous with her time, often found time for for new Canadians to get some some treatment if they were coming and not in the best of health. Now, Edmonton, like a lot of Canadian cities, is a very multicultural, um, but unlike some other cultural groups from outside of Canada, the Iranian community in Edmonton is quite small. I understand that like maybe the, the 27 works out to maybe like a 1% of the, the population, which leads me to believe that it's, you know, there's only about two, 3,000 Iranian uh, Canadians in Edmonton. Uh, what has the community said about this loss all at once. Yeah, so so members of the community have come out and said this is approximately 1% of, of the population in Edmonton here. You know, as you can imagine, losing up to 30 people out of, out of like you said, the, the latest census is around 4,000, and that's the number uh, the mayor of Edmonton, Don Iveson, used yesterday when speaking to media. But, you know, disbelief, shock, denial, those are just some of the words that we've been hearing. They held a vigil last night outside the Alberta legislature that I'm told around 50 people attended. And this was just something that the community threw together. It, it wasn't even anything extremely official by by any groups that, that put this together. And still we saw an outpouring of support already. And and yeah, the community is just, you know, they're coming together. They're talking about how this there's still so many supports for them. And and yeah, just shock, disbelief and and, and coming together. Have we heard any response from the Iranian community here uh, since word came out about the possibility that it was downed by a surface-to-air missile? Nothing yet. It, it, it only came out about an hour ago. I, I've reached out to a number of contacts within the community, but I'm sure that, that this just piles on. I, I don't want to put in any words in anyone's mouth, but no, no response yet from that community. Dylan, thanks for your time. Thank you. 10.3 is produced by Carson Jarama. Theme music by Bryce Hall. Thanks to my guest, Dylan Short. More from him at edmontonjournal.com. Also more on the coverage of the crash of Flight 752 at nationalpost.com. I'm Dave Breckenridge. Thanks for listening. <laughs>